Hello, welcome back to Hey Honey, How Was School? This is season two, episode 16, and on the podcast today with me I have Lana. Hi. And Molly. Hi. (laughs) Our first highlight this week is uh, talking about nuance in our Wordmaster Challenge words. We have our big round two test coming up next week. So can you guys tell us a little bit about, like, what is nuance? Let's start there. Well, I mean, uh, nuance is kind of just, like, the slight difference between two different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we have a lot of words this round that have a lot of nuance to them. Can you guys talk about an example? An example of uh, words with nuances is uh, outmoded and antiquated. Yeah. That's because a hard one. What did we discover? They're both, like, uh, well, outmoded is, like, a couple, like... Outmoded? Isn't that, like, something that's, um, it's been, re- it's old, but then mm-hmm. it's been replaced, like, mm-hmm. a yeah. old phone thing on the, mm-hmm. or what Mr. Mm-hmm. Noakes example was, like, clicking in our code at lunch. Oh, yeah. And so we have, have now like, this Type in your card. code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And how is it different from antiquated? Because they both mean, like, things from an older time. Yeah. Um, so antiquated, how would you describe antiquated? It, antiquated reminds me of, like, the word antique. Yes. Like, yep. the antique shop. Yep, uh, totally related. Like, completely, like, mm-hmm. old stuff, like, centuries, mm-hmm. decades old. Yes, yes. Antiquated, things that are antiquated are always very, very old. Yeah. But something that's outmoded uh, could really just be, like, a couple years old. It just depends. Yeah. We also have this sense of, like, if something's outmoded, it's been replaced by something newer, better. It, lots of technology is often called outmoded, whereas antiquated is just really, really, really old. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. obsolete. Like, it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. Like a corset. Ancient. Yes. A corset? Like canopic <laughs> jars. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> canopic jars are what... Um, like the ancient Egyptian Egyptians used to store organs in when they okay. mummified people. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, we definitely don't use those anymore. We also talked about one of my favorite discussions was between enrich, replenish, and nourish. Can you guys clarify the nuance in those words? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna finish. Um, nourish is kind of like just getting their basic needs in. Uh-huh. So, like, giving them food and water and mm-hmm. a place to sleep. Yep. But then enriching is, like, enhancing it. Uh-huh. And maybe trying to make it better. Yeah, go above and beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. What about replenish? That's my word. Is like Yeah, tell us it? about it. Well, it's kind of like... <laughs> restocking or restocking yeah. or mm-hmm. refilling mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. so it's kind of um well you're kind of giving it back to its original form mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. one of the definitions was saying sure so like you used it up but mm-hmm. now you're re- replenishing it and putting mm-hmm. stuff back in it yeah to... there was an example we had that was like what what, what was the one with the phone um it was you replenish your phone battery when it's low uh-huh and then you enrich your understanding of a topic by reading a book. 
Yes. Yes. And nourish in there is like you eat, drink, sleep, do all these things to take care of your or, your organism for proper growth. Yeah. Love it. Good. Our second highlight is word study level three. I picked this one because y'all are both in my level three group. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? Um, well, so some of us have been kind of outgrowing this mm-hmm. regular divide and conquer thing that we normally do. Yeah, you guys have mastered my word study curriculum. Yeah, mm-hmm. so now we're doing this structured word inquiry. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but... That's okay, you're yeah. right. Um, and Mrs. Minok pretty much just asked us a question mm-hmm. about the orthography, mm-hmm. which is kind of just etymology and morphology. Mm-hmm. Spelling, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phonology yeah. and... Yep. Uh, that's the other one, graphology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very good. I, um, she'll ask us a question about that, and then we had to kind of research mm-hmm. stuff and try to find words that fit kind of there, and then we mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. to make a conjecture. Yeah. And we try to test it and yep. see if there's anything that mm-hmm. denies it. And yeah, yeah, or like proves it false or, yeah. or <laughs> confirms it, yeah. And there's kind of this cool website mm-hmm. we use. It's called Word Searcher. I know, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> cool. Life-saving. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of things can you do on Word Searcher? So you can, uh, like, there's this, just a bunch of different symbols. You can uh-huh. basically find a bunch of random, like, words with certain letters. and. There's, like, a code you can put in. Yeah. So you can be like, give us all the words that exist that start with K. And then you would with do like Q. Yes, yes. Um, so our our my question for you guys this week was it's funny because I was like oh well since since we haven't done this before like we'll start with an easy one and I feel like it's not yeah but, <laughs> and maybe this is just the thing about English spelling is like it's never straightforward yes yeah. yeah, no but <laughs> it's cool because there is always a um, reason or solution or answer to why a word is spelled the way that it is. Mm-hmm. So our question was, uh, when a word has the K sound, the K sound, um, how do we know when to use C or K or CK? Mm-hmm. And how's it going? Well, uh, <laughs> it's kind of been going well. We've made a it's few. It's been awesome. We made a few. Some of them weren't right but mm-hmm. a few conjectures yeah we yeah. kind of been now knowing the mm-hmm. process of it yeah and we've been doing it for more than a week now I know which is because <laughs> we keep uncovering things like I yeah. think the first one Henry was like uh I think I found another grapheme the ch grapheme yeah. like in school or um uh, kh yes no, kh yeah. was another like khaki, one khaki or... yep uh yeah so we keep it was like the more we researched the more we would uncover that's great because that helps us determine whether our conjectures are true or false and to write our conjectures but anyways we it's become quite this very complex amazing adventure I would say yeah (laughs) it's it's been kind of just having more and more to it Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of hard to do it I think yeah, but I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. I know. That means I've found the right level of challenge. And there's been times where I was even like, oh, wow. what? Huh? Yeah, it's been awesome. All right. 
Highlight number three. This is just like a quick uh, U.S. Revolution update. We talked about um, this series of events this week. We started with the Boston Tea Party, which I know you guys have been super excited yeah. to get to, <laughs> um, which led to the Intolerable Acts, which led to the First Continental Congress. So why don't you guys walk us through those? Uh, Molly, you want to start with Boston Tea Party? Just like tell us about it. Give us the gist. Um, so basically... Boston, Massachusetts wasn't really happy. Yeah, Boston, Massachusetts was never happy, right? No. <laughs> they were like um, the hotbed of revolutionary fervor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the Boston Tea Party was when the Native Americans like basically threw all the tea into mm-hmm. like a lake or something. Wasn't yeah. it the um the people that were posing to be Native Americans? Yes, and they oh, were actually yeah. Native Americans, right? They just stopped forgetting it's yeah. fake. Yes. It's like they wanted to frame them or something. We talked yeah. about like if I was gonna dress up like Molly and go steal a car to frame her for stealing a car. And I just say home and everyone's show my face again. <laughs> I don't think anyone believe me because you're probably don't have very many like car driving skills. You know, I'm ten years old, so like, <laughs> I, I physically yeah. can't. Okay. I can drive. A, I can drive a golf cart that goes less than ten miles per hour, but nothing, <laughs> but nothing less than that. <laughs> I mean, nothing more than that. So, why did the Bostonians dump the tea into the harbor? They uh, did not like the tax policies. Yep. Because the British mm-hmm. were bringing in tea, mm-hmm. even if they didn't want it, and they mm-hmm. already were selling tea, mm-hmm. so they didn't need mm. loads You're, of more. Yeah, are you referring to the Monopoly by yeah, the East the India Tea Company? Mm-hmm. It's like, you have to buy this tea, we control the prices, we control the taxes, and Boston said, oh yeah, we'll show you what we're going to do with your tea. We're going to dump it I'm in the really, harbor. I'm going to see how What, um, so after this, Britain was like, oh, yeah, well, we're going to, and they passed the Intolerable Acts, and what came, like, what were the Intolerable Acts? The Intolerable Acts were when Boston was fined for mm-hmm. the tea, mm-hmm. when, uh, the, when the colonies were, like, basically dressed up mm-hmm. as them and then mm-hmm. dumped all the tea in the harbor. Yep, yep. They got fined for all the tea. Do you yep. guys remember how much they said it was today? It was, like, uh, almost $300 or $300. $300 million. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was um, a lot. Way more than 300 Yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. Uh, and they also shut down the Boston port. Yep. Yep. What else did they do? They um, changed their charter. Yeah, the Massachusetts and, Charter. Yeah, and they were kind of pointing their own officials. Yep, yeah. And putting people, well, troops there to enforce them. Yeah, people who were loyal to the crown. Yeah. Yep, what else? They passed a law to, so they would basically just go somewhere else to be charged because no one would be able to, like, get them out or... Be able to help them. Yeah, because they're in a completely other or faraway place. 
Yeah, they, and when we talk about faraway place, like, where are we talking? Like, London, somewhere in Britain, France. No, it would pretty much just be Britain, probably, right? (laughs) So they're sent, so they're sent to London, which is, like, 1700, so far away. London doesn't know necessarily what's happening in the colonies, and you have to go over there for trial. So you're not even, like, officially guilty. It's just, like, you've been accused. And now we're sending you to London for them to decide whether or not you should be I think they're kind of doing that so then you Mm -hmm. go to jail. It's more likely, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Instead of getting out. Cool. What was the last last intolerable act? They sent out a quartering act. Mm -hmm. So, like we said with... Um, the charter, they mm-hmm. sent troops over there, mm-hmm. so now the quartering acts lets them live in private homes and mm-hmm. buildings yeah. for this manufacturing yeah. Right, house. and we saw this in our class novel, right? They're yeah. um, mm-hmm. in the house that Isabel lives in. They now have, like, a regiment of soldiers living with them, and she now mm-hmm. has to, like, cook and clean for um, what? Like soldiers and their families, yeah. Ten people now? Mm-hmm. There's like yeah. so but there's used to more people two. working yeah. in there. That's true. That's true. Of soldier mm-hmm. lives. Yeah. So Britain thought that by doing this that they would isolate Boston, right? Because we know Boston is like the big troublemakers. Um, but what actually happened? The First Continental Congress formed, and mm-hmm. this is the first assembly of all the colonies coming together to support mm-hmm. Boston. Yeah. They're, like, officially, hey, we're in, we're on Boston's side, let's meet and yeah. talk about how we're going to handle this. Lana, you actually asked a really good question when um, we were talking about this in class, because who was the one colony who didn't join? Georgia. <laughs> Georgia, yeah. We were Georgia like, why was... didn't Georgia join? Do you remember? Yeah. Um, well, one of the things was... We looked it up. I didn't know. We didn't know why. Yeah, Yeah. no one really knew. uh, Because it didn't say in the article. Yeah. But um, I remember one thing. It was that they lived close to Native American lands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the British sent uh, supplies over there to help if the Native Americans try to fight Georgia. Yeah. So then they're safe. Yeah. And they don't want to go against British Mm -hmm. because then they'll lose their... They need that protection. So if the Native Americans try to strike back, they're probably not going to have fun, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) They're toast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, so they they were afraid of ruining their relationship with Britain because they really needed Britain, basically. We also learned, I didn't know this, that Georgia was the last colony to be founded in the Americas, so they were most recently kind of had the freshest relationship with with England. And also, um, they met in Philadelphia. Yes. Which we looked up when Philadelphia was founded, and it was like the 1600s. Yeah. The six, yeah. Yeah. Early 1600s. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> yeah. like 1632. 16,032. I thought it was like 1608. No, that was the first one. Anyways, what? It, was much, it was much earlier than Georgia became a colony. Yeah. Nice. All right, highlight four. We got a little bit of math talk for you guys. We started some work with 2D shapes this week, um, pretty much kind of like identifying them and um, discussing these uh, defining attributes of like what makes a parallelogram a parallelogram. Um, Was there anything that stood out to you guys from 
these lessons this week about 2D shapes? Well, um, there's a kite, and I did not know that was an actual shape. Like well, a like an official math shape? Yeah, I yeah. thought yeah. like little first graders just called a rhombus a kite. Oh, yeah. I... But no, like a kite is like an official... What are the defining attributes of a kite? Um, it has... Um, two pairs of adjacent congruent sides. Yes. We talk a lot with shapes about like opposite sides being congruent, like mm-hmm. in a rectangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a kite has adjacent congruent mm-hmm. sides, which is cool. You can picture that like the short kind of like top part and then that like longer kind of like bottom yeah. two, two sides. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned a rhombus earlier. Uh, I I always heard people use the word diamond, which is, like, not a super official math term, but, like, rhombus yeah. doesn't get any mathier than rhombus. What's a, like, what are the yeah. defining attributes of a rhombus? Well, I mean, they're a parallelogram and yep. a quadrilateral. Yep. Quadrilateral. I can't pronounce it. <laughs> oh. And they all... Don't they all have the same congruent sides? Yeah, or all congruent? the sides, yep. Are congruent, very good. Um, what did we get to do this week that we don't always get to do that was kind of fun? Just because we're trying to, like, memorize these attributes so that we can apply them in the next couple of weeks. Something that we did was we ended up <laughs> doing three gym kits. Yes. Bus riders, at least. Yeah. Can you, like, generally explain to uh, our listeners what a gym kit is? So it's like these, like, basically it's like a kind of game. Yeah, kind of sure. Learning, yeah, game. I learning guess. game, like, yeah. Only... So you have to like answer questions about to... shapes to earn like energy, and then you can spend your energy in this like platform. Yeah, there's different themes. So uh-huh. there's like sometimes you'll get energy to so you can walk around. Uh-huh. And then another the first time we played it, we yeah. did this snowball one. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite yeah. personally. Yeah. Cuz you would answer a question, you get like five yeah. snowballs and then you yeah. try to get the most points. Yeah. It's basically just like making learning and kind of memorization into a game. Yeah. It's pretty fun. You guys Mm -hmm. really get excited about it. A little bit too excited. Yeah. What was your student choice highlight this week? Uh, We were going to talk about the puzzle box. Yeah. We had a hard time coming up with, like, something, I don't know, like, super specific to this week. But, um, yeah, tell us about the puzzle box. Um, We're pretty sure we've done... uh, 15 puzzles throughout the whole year so far. What kind of puzzles? Like, uh... We've gone from 500 to 1,000 in that area. Pieces? Yeah. yeah. So jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. 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 So there's like a literal box in our classroom that mm-hmm. we do puzzles in. And sometimes we have puzzles that are even too big for the box, so it's completely yep. like yep. clear out space for it. Yeah. yeah, we had an eyeball anatomy yeah, one. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, the puzzle box, it's not every year is it a popular activity, but you guys have been, like, so into the puzzle box this year. It's been really fun. Yeah, I think it's, like, Bree, me, and Lily, mm-hmm. and some other people mm-hmm. that I remember have been doing a lot of puzzles. Yeah, yeah, cool. All right, finally, our table talk. What would you guys 
What question did you pick? We picked, how is your independent reading goal going? Yeah, how's it going, guys? So, uh, I've been reading a lot of books, but yeah. I just keep forgetting to take quizzes. That's okay. I how so many I have, have like, you read so far? Gotta be at least seven quizzes that I keep forgetting to take. Okay. Don't, I don't, did we make it a rule this year that we didn't have to take the quizzes? Yeah, you don't now? have to take the AR quizzes at all. Or are you doing that for the XPs and Classcraft? Mm-hmm. If if you take them, you earn XP's in Classcraft. But if oh, you... I didn't know that. I just been taking them and not doing anything. <laughs> about yeah. It. So if you when you finish a book, um, you put your tallies up on the chart so we can oh. see how many how many books you've read. Our, we have our, our class goal. On there. Yeah, our class goal is forty books a person, on average. Bree's been, Bree has the most because mm-hmm. she, she's, she's at like 119 or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, and in our classroom, a book is 200 pages. So, like, if you read a book that's 600 pages, it counts as three books. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's been reading just Warrior series. Yeah, so many. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's your challenge going, Lana? Um, pretty well. I have yeah. 32 books. Nice. So, I'm really close. Cool. And awesome. Are you guys doing yeah. the Young Hoosiers this year? I've I have all twenty. You have already? Yeah. Oh I've gosh, only, what about you, Molly? I've only read like about three or four. Those That's okay. are those are the ones I keep forgetting to take quizzes on. Yeah. Did you like the ones you read? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like sometimes with the young Hoosiers because they're it's like a book list. Sometimes you like them, sometimes you don't. Yeah. yeah. There were some really. Some of them were kind of sad. Like there's. Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Aww. Cool. But <laughs> they're cool that they're sad. Well, no, I, no, sorry, I don't know why I said cool. Probably because I'm trying to wrap it up here, guys. We've got a long episode this week, don't we? Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks for listening.